0: Venture outside your comfort zone. The rewards are worth it. Wish Upon a Cookie has evolved into a custom baked pastry company started in New Jersey by professional chefs turned cookie tiers. Their focus is to turn your magical pastry dreams into reality. They offer so much more than a few colors, shapes, and sizes. Their creations are extensions of your inspiration. You can visit them online at their new website, wishuponapastry.com, or on Instagram and Facebook at wishuponapastry. Let your imagination run wild when you wish upon a.
1: Who has the largest selections of DVC resale listings and is the number one DVC reseller in the world? Who has 90% of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees? Who has 95 years of combined Disney Vacation Club experience and has been selling DVC since 1993? Who has over $360 million in sales of DVC? The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC resale market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club, or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team, and now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at DVC Resale DVCResaleMarket.com.
0: And now, from the Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, it's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello,
2: Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey News Podcast. I'm your host, because W was sick and the union sent me, coming to you from Orlando, Florida, Dave Koch. And I'm joined tonight from Buffalo, New York, by the amazing Chuck Fitzgerald.
3: That makes me sound like a magician.
2: The dynamic Joe Quattrochi from
0: Daytona Beach, Florida. Not close enough, but uh, Dave, how are you doing? How's everything down in Orange County? Everything is just beautiful up here and uh, up I 4 in Volusia. It's uh, quite a nice, uh, well, nice day down out.
2: For right now, it's um, a little annoying because I have no internet, hence, that's why I'm doing this from my phone. So,
0: well, you're doing a hell of a job. We wouldn't even have known that until you relieved that you pulled the curtain back. So,
2: well, thank you. Much appreciated. And coming to you from the uh, Chicago Zoo, we have. Tim Sweska.
4: I would say something, but well, I'm still rolling in Biden bucks, which means bananas for days, baby.
2: Good for you. Good for you. I don't know how to respond and follow up with that. So, we're just gonna go into the topic of today. If, for any, if anybody else has something to add to that.
3: To, to Tim's comment, yeah, I do. Uh, what What is your preferred banana? Is it Chiquita or is it Dole?
4: Obviously Dole. I mean, mm-hmm. we're we're talking Dole. Uh, as we know, Dole has a superior product. Uh, it is the only thing worthy of being whipped into a nice frosty ice cream treat. So absolutely. Right, but that's it,
3: that's a pineapple, not a banana.
4: Uh, they have actually a Dole banana soft serve that yeah. was served in the Freshman Outpost uh, during the Festival of the Arts that was put onto a brown sugar-infused uh, giant pretzel and covered in chocolate sauce and caramel. It was kind of like a giant Bananas Foster pretzel. So, yes, it was fantastic. So you can blah your way right into uh, this the World Showcase Lagoon because that was delicious.
3: Well, thank God there's a ton more islands out there now.
4: Well, actually, Tim, your
2: um, comment is actually going to lead us into tonight's uh, topic, but before that, I will go on record and say that I prefer the bananas growing on both sides of the boat. So with that, we are going over to Epcot, and while Tim was making a reference to Epcot's Festival of the Arts, we are going to go into real time and talk about Epcot's flower and garden festival and yes ladies and gentlemen we are going to do another one of our epic snack crawls now just because uh we all have lives and times just did not permit us to actually look up prices and start a spreadsheet tonight we're going to uh, be uh suspending the bataan death march and actually i'm not going to give you guys a 15 dollars limit like i've done before even though pure pure hilarity has come from those and i just like the idea of just uh making tim angry but i'm gonna be nice and i'm actually going to give you guys three rounds knock yourself out on the price and I'm going to probably tell a side story and get off on a tangent some way through this because that's what we do here on the Mickey Dudes. So, gentlemen, do you have any questions before you start?
3: Uh, yes. Without this uh, budget, do I still have to pay tax?
2: Yes. Yes, you do. Ah. Because there's only, there's only certain things in life, death and taxes.
0: Yeah, it's part of the new infrastructure plan, so there's definitely taxes involved. Doesn't mean that it's not theft.
2: Anyway, with that said, we are going to um, also uh, take a nice drink round. So, a drink round. We're going to have a nice drink round also where you can go anywhere within Epcot to any of the festival booths and you are free to enjoy any libation, either with alcohol or without alcohol. It's up to you. You may go nuts on that. I'm very interested to see how Chuck will cheat tonight. And sorry, gentlemen, but there's no money, there's no spare change to throw at me tonight, so...
3: Well, I with mean, that, we still could, right?
2: If you can find some, why not? You no. Know? But I'm nimble, so I'll duck of it away. So, with that said, you could say I'll Donald duck, but that's another story for another time. So, with that said, let's get started. I know for me, I've actually been enjoying this festival for a while now and pretty much have gone to every booth with the exception of. Three. So I'm actually going to make those my uh, my rounds. So a little bit of insider here, because that's what I. these are the things that I plan to get pretty soon. So what will they be? Keep listening to find out. And we're going to actually start round one with Joseph. Joe, where are you going? What are you getting?
0: All right. So you
2: after round after round two, we'll go to our drink rounds.
0: All right, so I've got like, I got a whole bunch here uh, when I was looking through the, the, the menus online here. So I think I'm gonna start, uh, let's see. Okay, I'm gonna start with uh, something that kind of reminds me of breakfast, right? So I'm heading over to the Sunshine Griddle. And I'm gonna have a Froot Loop shake. It's non alcoholic, it's new this year to Epcot's uh, Flower and Garden Festival. $4.50. It is DDP snack eligible. I know we're not worrying about prices, but it's four fifty. if anybody cares. Uh, it's cereal made into a shake and it's Froot Loops. Froot Loops is like second to like uh, Fruity Pebbles. So yes, yeah, sign me up for that. Even if I, even if it's the only thing I have for the day, that sounds awesome. Sounds like something I don't get normally at home. So yeah, Froot Loops Shake, Sunshine Gretel, sign me up. Sounds like milk was a bad choice. It's early in the morning, so it's okay. It's still like breakfast time. We're getting oh. there for like rope drop.
3: I have questions about this that I may have to defer to Dave for, but you may know, Joe. Um, is this like the blue milk over at, or the green milk over at, uh, you call it? Um Galaxy's Edge? So I don't or... know, because
2: I don't do green milk or blue milk, or regular milk for that matter. I hate milk. And that hence, I don't do cereal, and growing up, we were not allowed sugary cereals. I was stuck with Cheerios, and since I don't do milk, it was either dry Rice Krispies or dry Cheerios
0: for me. Well, that explains a lot, Dave, about your childhood course, there,
2: so. Or Total. <laughs> I was allowed Total also. Well, total was pretty good. Except the raisins.
0: What about be. Crispex, Dave? Did you ever have crispex? Uh What about Cookie Crisp? Which nope. we all
2: know
3: you didn't have. <laughs>
0: yeah, but you definitely allowed.
2: didn't have it. I was a hyperactive child. They did not allow me. I had... I had to eat in the morning and take my root.
3: Was apple cinnamon Cheerios on the menu?
2: No. Hmm. It was well if if I was good I could get honey nut Cheerios every now mm. and then, but otherwise it was just regular Cheerios.
0: All right, Dave, so you're you're a grown man now, so would this loop shake actually interest you in trying or no?
2: No, because you know what, as an adult now, I've tried all this, you know, I had a period in my life where I was like, you know, I'm going to be rebellious and I'm going to have the cereals that I wasn't allowed to have as a kid. And honestly, I just, the idea of it just does not, does not appeal to me. You know, I've gone, I've gone to, I've tried all sorts of different cereal milkshakes and everything. The only thing that I really like, uh, in terms of in, in terms of cereal milk, is my niece's cereal milk slimes I can play with for hours. So
0: wow, I don't know what that was, but
2: <laughs> they have they have they have, slime is a big thing with uh, in various subcultures now, uh, especially um, especially among the tween sets and i buy my i buy my niece all these different slimes and they actually have ones that smell like different types of cereal milk and they look like different types of cereal milk and they have things inside them that actually make them look like the actual cereal it's very oh. interesting so it's a whole a whole what? big thing there's a whole big internet community on, on it that you know my niece has introduced me to she posts she posts on forums she has a she has a instagram that's totally like devoted to slime it's it's really it's really fascinating you know there's there's a community for everything on the internet
3: i thought you were talking about like the nickelodeon slime um and at that their old toy that they called gack
2: oh gack was amazing i used to love the green slime shampoo that they used to give as a consolation prize on double there gets you clean won't turn you green now you can get slimed in your own shower
0: you know, speaking, I just want to throw my two cents in here real quick. Did you guys see that uh, on the? And this is no endorsement, but uh, on the new Paramount Plus, they have all of the old Nickelodeon shows from like our generation on there, like Hey Dude and Salute um, Your Shorts. Okay,
3: hang on. Let's let's pause right okay. there because I okay. we I'm wow, getting, we're are, way off track. I know, but plus, um, there is on Hulu a documentary that I just saw today, um talking about this very thing it is called the orange years the nickelodeon story and it is exactly what it sounds like um i you know it, by talking about this are we going to get assassinated by a mouse
2: no i was actually going to talk about how i never got to go to uh, nickelodeon studios when i was younger i watched when i was younger the opening to it over and over again on ad nauseam because it was just always on when when the first couple months after it opened on nickelodeon so it's like the only thing to watch usually but Mm -hmm. with that said i passed the blue moon group theater now and i just gnashed my teeth and um, in frustration
3: so yeah the the hulu documentary is fantastic and joe it it mentions hey dude clarissa doug um rugrats you can't do that on television yes all of that it's very good take an hour and 45 minutes and watch it go ahead i don't have i don't have hulu though it's only a crappy thing so can you please re-say documentary documentary
4: yeah thank you
0: what did i say documentary all right okay. anyway so, Dave, so about that uh, breakfast milkshake yeah, exactly yeah, So the, well, let's let's hit up next to the order our listeners want to hear what we got to say about snack crawl who's hosting here <laughs> somebody's got to pull the train back on of tracks here well
2: this is true but i'm just reminding you of your place all right very good okay. i gotta you. I, lo- I love you joe but chuck where are we going ah
3: funny you should ask joe where'd you go
0: well i went over to the sunshine griddle
3: oh let's walk hand in hand because i as well am going to go over to the sunshine griddle we don't have to hold hands six feet of space Um, and I'm going to start my day with the corned beef brisket hash with house-made potato barrels, potato tots, onions, peppers, cheese curds, and a soft poached egg with a Tabasco hollandaise. It is new and
0: $6.25. I still love potato barrel. I just think it sounds awesome. I think it sounds better than tot. I, you know, no, the,
3: the tater tot has a lot of hard Ts in there where a potato barrel sounds it's like it's more it's softer.
0: Hey Shweska, what do you think? Barrel or tot? Tim?
3: Did Okay. Did the zookeepers return Tim Did they discover he plead, what he was doing? He pleads the fifth
0: on the on the barrel <laughs> Alright, well Dave, what is your <laughs> opinion?
3: Barrel or tot? I'm gonna go barrel. Actually. Yeah. What? Wait. Yeah. That's wrong.
2: No. For Disney, it's its potato barrel. You know, I th- I think of An- I think of Andy's uh, backyard. I like the idea of uh, different names in Disney World. You know, kind of just takes you out, takes you out, puts you into the magic and everything. Everywhere else, it's a tater tot. In Disney World, it's a potato barrel. Which I'm, is I'm
3: their excuse to charge fifteen dollars for it.
2: Yeah. Exactly it's fancier exactly
3: um so Dave
2: yeah I guess I'm gonna go Well, with, some of you, with one of you t- well Tim is actually showing that he is on mute at the
4: moment so
3: we've yeah. been doing this for five years you yeah. think we can figure this yeah. out What?
4: I'm right here I mean I just I'm muting because that way you don't hear me folding laundry
3: <laughs> what are you folding
4: Clothes, okay. The zookeepers make <laughs> us wear them time to time.
3: Uh, uh, potato barrel or tater tot?
4: I already said p- barrel.
3: Oh, we didn't hear that.
4: Oh yeah, you're, no. muted. You, no, you can throw <laughs> barrels. Oh, no, you can throw barrels. So okay, that's Donkey absolute, Kong. Oh. I would say, why haven't we called him Donkey Kong yet? Well, uh, actually, that's something. Uh, My wife's nickname for me is Honky Kong or Donkey Kong or Grape Ape because at one time, just very quick, and we'll get back on the rails here, uh, she was speaking to me and I'm hard of hearing, so I leaned across the table. Shut up. I leaned across the table to hear her, and as I leaned across the table, I put my knuckles on the table, leaned over, and my shoulders protruded out, and she turns and looks at me, and she goes, Oh, God, I have to explain to my mother that I'm now dating Donkey Kong. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, it went from there. Uh, which, my nickname for the, with the uh, the Highland guys uh, is Vanilla Gorilla, because there's another guy who's called Donkey Kong in the uh, group. All right, so, with that effect on the rails, Tim, where are yeah. you going? I'm going to the Citrus Blossom. And... Right. Over at the Citrus Blossom, I am going to snag the Meyer Lemon Poached Lobster Salad with Grapefruit Rosé Vinaigrette, Yuzu Marinated Hearts of Palm, and an Avocado Yuzu, uh, yuzu panicata. Uh, it's going to come in at eight twenty-five, And with that, I am going to go ahead and pair it with uh, the Playa Linda Brewing Company Hibiscus Lime Ale. Uh, especially when you get something, a uh, nice little fruit beer, especially it's uh, going to be most likely a wheat ale, you're going to really be able to bring out the flavors. Uh, a lot of those uh, notes are going to really bring out the flavors in that food. And I am a sucker for anything citrus. And when I am in my happy place, when I am in Florida, I get as much fresh citrus as possible, especially being from a landlocked state. So
2: It is quite tasty, I will say that. I've had it more than once, and yeah, I can... Uh...
4: I could eat that for all three meals of the day. I'll tell you if it's if it's anything like that, uh, the deconstructed seafood, uh, uh, the seafood cocktail that was a festival of the arts with the uh, the octopus and everything. If it's anything close to that, oh my god!
2: Yeah, no, I remember that too, and that was that was quite tasty. So I am going to start off at the Primavera Kitchen and i am going to get the most controversial thing on the menu i'm going to get the arancini which is $12 and that's why it's it is delicious but not definitely worth not not worth $12 so it is sweet sausage or fried risotto balls with pomodoro sauce and the reason why i'm going for this uh, amazing snack is because i am going to get it free courtesy of Disney Guest Relations. I have in my wallet a uh, little Pinocchio check that is good for festival items up to $15. And that's because a couple of weeks ago, I uh, at the end of the night, I went to the Northern Bloom in uh, Canada, and I ordered the, the griddled maple pound cake, which is served with warm peach compote and a sweet corn gelato. And what they do is they take they take a scoop of caramel popcorn, and they place it on top of this. Well, it was at the end of the night and it was it was dark, and I got my cake and went to go eat it. So you can say I got my cake and was going to eat it too. And I took a bite, and I ended up almost chipping off my tooth. I shined the light on my I shined the light on my uh, cake. And sure enough, all of the popcorn, because at the end of the night, they were at the bottom of the barrel. I had a whole bunch of raw, unpopped car- kernels all over, my top, topping my cake and topping my ice cream. I was like, yeah, this is just not acceptable. At that point, I went to take it back, but, this, but the park had already closed, and they had already closed up. So I took a picture of it marched myself down to guest relations and complained and as a result of my issues they recovered me by giving me fifteen dollars to use later on which i said oh good i can have the arantini now so hence that's the case i will say as an annual pass holder i don't really go to guest relations uh, very often to complain unless i see something that's, that really affects the guest guest experience if it's not if it's not for me, I really I really wasn't going there looking for something. I just wanted them to be more aware, so that if it's at the end of the night, somebody you know. I was thinking maybe if somebody else was eating this, they could have chipped their tooth and had Disney would have had a real major problem on their hands. So I just wanted them to be more careful later on. Uh, I am always going to guest relations to give cast compliments because that does help uh, your cast members get possible. Uh, it goes right into their file and it looks very good when it's, when they go to apply for promotions. So I always am there. It's very rare that I go with a complaint. And when I do go with a complaint, I'm usually not looking for something. I'm usually going to complain because there's a legit reason. And in this case it was. So long story short, Arancini on Disney.
3: Uh, one, just one question, not about the food would that have con- counted against or towards our budget had we had one
2: i would have i would have actually cheated and i would have said that it's it's free i would have okay actually, very good that was
3: my only question thank you
2: yeah i would have pulled a U on that one so not
3: asking for, not asking for any particular reason you know just a quick question
2: i will i will say though that if you are on vacation during this time and you do want Arancini, though. I would recommend actually going over to, uh, and you have a uh, ticket to Universal. I would get it at Universal because up until May second, they're gonna they're doing it at the uh, Mardi Gras Festival, which should not technically still be going on because Easter has happened and Mardi Gras has been going on all through Lent and past Easter. But I digress. But they have a Arancini offering at. Uh, universal and it is also quite tasty so and it's less expensive so if you want your
4: arancini go over there and get it <laughs> less expensive than disney shock me shock me
2: all right yeah, exactly and tim don't don't uh, tempt me oh wait that's what not- okay so moving on uh, we're going back to joe where's your next uh, where's your next uh, visit
0: well, since you took my arancini, or as I say, arancini, you know you said it properly and I didn't. Um, I will go ahead over to, and I said this on a previous um, show. We talked about you trying to. Say again. You can
2: have your arancini too.
0: No, no, no. I let you have it. I let you have it. So, but no, I have a, I have a couple couple different options here. But um, I gave the impossible items a try over last food and what and i really liked them i was really surprised every once in a while i will still buy it in Publix. i'll buy like the impossible burgers and stuff so yes, a... it's
2: it's it's soy protein so no no, no I, I
0: i do it i do it once in a yeah. while i have a very good friend who's a vegetarian too so like she makes all kinds of like vegan and vegetarian things So it's a nice change of pace every once in a while I so
2: say, you don't want man boobs
0: so I will head over to uh, Trowel and, and Trice, I believe, but it's hosted by the Impo, uh, Impossible Foods. And I'm going to have the uh, a Boneless Impossible Korean short rib uh, with a cilantro lime rice and a damuji slaw and a kimchi mayonnaise. It's plant-based. It's a garden graze. It's new. So I'm a two-for-two two on new things this year. Uh, 675. It's Disney dining plan snack eligible. Um, you know, it's just something different. And a lot of times when we've done these snack calls, you know, we do these all the time on the show. We kind of fall into our normal routines of things we like, but I've tried to like venture out and try some new things in real life when I've gone to food and wine and to Festival of the Arts, and I really like the Impossible stuff, so I'm going to try that for this show. Uh, I'm going to try the boneless Korean short rib. I've done, like, the burgers and stuff, but a, a short rib, I'm really interested to see how they do that, but it sounded intriguing, so, and the cilantro, lime, rice, you can't ever go wrong with that. It doesn't matter if it's at uh, Chipotle or anywhere else—it's really good. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm going with for this one.
2: Has anybody else ever tried any of the Impossible stuff over in in Disney, especially at Epcot for uh,
4: these festivals? Listen, it's uh, yes, it's very good. They don't I... call
0: him—they don't call him the best color, comment, uh, color commentary man for uh, for for nothing there.
4: So. <laughs> Answered.
0: You have anything to add? <laughs> it was really nah. good. Broadcaster schools pay it off.
2: <laughs> I, I actually really, I found that I really enjoy them. Uh, I guess it all depends on how you actually cook them and everything. Cause um, I've been really, imp- I've been really impressed with the impossible product, uh, especially at disney and other places you know it just it just doesn't do it for me like uh i one time i as a uh, joke we did the taste we did the blindfolded taste test of the impossible whopper from burger king and the regular whopper and i was like yeah give me my regular whopper at that point but the way that you know i guess disney's chefs and everything the way they mix everything at Epcot those festivals I find though I find their impossible stuff quite tasty The only time I was not really feeling the impossible offerings over at Disney was when they were is at the Whispering Cannon Cafe they had a but uh, vegeta- not vegetarian vegetation a vegetarian plate and I was with a group of people there was four of us and we decided to get every type of uh, Platter and just have like this huge feast and try everything that is offered, uh, in at uh, at that restaurant all together so that we all just kind of just took from everybody's different uh, all you can, all, all you can eat bottomless uh, platters, and a lot of the uh, whatever the impossible thing was over there, we just were not feeling it. But good choice, good choice.
4: And serving, that garden, serving impossible stuff like any kind of vegetarian dish at Whispering Canyon should be a war crime number one. So I'm not surprised that it was bad.
2: <laughs>
4: yeah. I mean, but it is
2: Disney, so they must be inclusive. So you know what? Let's get let's 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 give one to the vegetarians. They deserve the respect too. So I'll give it to them. They have plenty
4: of options down there. Forgot they have a plant-based guide. For God's sakes. I mean, you got enough of it. You're going. It's a barbecue place. Wait. Inclusion. Is, is Go to the an
3: guide actual... edible?
4: <laughs> Good God.
3: But no, no, no. Is the guide edible? I don't understand.
4: So <laughs> oh, we don't have to include everybody. Those were all, all special sports. Not everybody gets to play. And it's funny to laugh at some people who can't. So tough shit. Oh, sorry. I <laughs> that out.
0: Five seven minutes. One of those yeah. nights I love uh, it sorry. sorry You're
2: killing me Chuck you can edit that one
0: this week I'll leave it in I'm This sorry. is an edit free show brother
2: <laughs> Edit free this week <laughs> Unplugged
3: Alright can I go
2: Yes go. you may. please do
0: Alright so uh, Joe where are you going Well, I already went over to the apo- oh, to uh, <laughs> I went over to Trial and Trace or ah, Well that's fun because I'm going to go with you And we can go hand in hand again Bro, we are just... We are
3: on that page today. Absolutely, man. Um, so I, this time, however, am going to get something that I've had before, and I'm going to get the grilled street corn on the cob with the garlic spread. It is gluten, wheat, and uh, friendly. And fun fact on this one, it is plant-based. The corn is plant-based. its five i I've had this before. It's delicious. Um, the street corn that they have, there's, there's really nothing like walking around... World Showcase gnawing on a ear of corn Um, it makes a mess all over hands face you know other people things get crazy it is fantastic and I highly highly recommend it so I'm going to enjoy my ear of corn
4: okay question question please
3: Uh, to the gentleman from the zoo yes please go ahead
4: corn is plant based
3: uh, that is what the Disney food blog has said yes
4: corn comes out of the damn ground it was already plant-based
3: <laughs> well it said it uh I, I threw it in there not to not to route you know what Tim aren't bananas technically plant-based
4: come out of a tree oh, trees, are large of plants. Of the...
3: trees are plants
4: yes that's what I said
3: okay uh yes the corn is a plant based corn um
4: this is why Bill Nye gets his butt kicked sometimes because of stuff hey
2: he didn't just get his butt kicked he, lo- he lost his attraction give the guy some respect
4: well that was because of Ellen you know she shouldn't have yelled at so many people it wasn't Bill's fault he was he was collateral damage
0: him or Dr. Nigel Channing. I want him how to go. So.
4: Exactly, and Eric Idle does not go. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: We could all
3: well, be glad that, for that because of his Twitter meltdown a couple months ago. Fantastic internet for the two days that it happened.
4: That was funny.
3: Okay, that's all I have to say about my plant-based corn.
2: I okay, was sorry. Gonna say now, now you gotta, now you really got to give our... Let... You've got to give our listeners a little bit of background on the... Uh, on, uh, on the...
3: No. Um, look it up and watch Eric Idle, you know, melt down at people for not realizing that Figment isn't real. That's it. That's That's the 30-second synopsis.
2: That's good enough. All right. So now, with that... I am going to go over by France to Fleur de Lis, and I am going to have something very, very French uh, said that I'm not. Tarte aux carmelis et chevre or whatever. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not even. I'm just, uh, you know. I apologize. Pardon my French, but. It's a goat cheese tart with caramelized onions on a flaky, pastry crust. This is actually a favorite of mine that is uh, constantly, always they they change it a little bit. I've noticed it from year to year, but anytime there's a uh, onion tart over in France, it's just oh, it's just always something that I tend to enjoy. So it's I find them I find them very filling and. Uh, yeah, gonna have my gonna have my onion tart. Anybody want to comment on my tart?
3: Um, I want to comment on your French. Did
0: you not live in France? Oh, here yeah, we go again. Yeah. Spent okay. a summer in France. <laughs> yada yada Uh,
3: that was my comment. I mean, I don't I don't like onions like that, so. Eh.
2: I mean, I do remember a few times people speaking to me in French, and I was responding, Yeah, I got nothing. So. Okay. Yes.
3: Um, has, has the zookeeper given Tim his banana?
2: Well, if he has or has not, uh, yes, we just
4: some right here.
3: Well, no, we're, we're wondering about your level of hangerness.
4: Well, my level of hangerness is uh, hitting a peak, so that's why I think I should probably have to go next, unless is there somebody else that needs to talk about somebody's French or their summer in Lyon or else? Did we skip, did we
2: skip Tim?
3: Uh, yeah, you sure did.
4: Oh, okay. Do we have anything else? I mean, from Walden Pond or Henry David Thoreau, I mean, are we finished? Oh, you okay, can
3: you
2: can go, Tim.
4: That sounds good. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I will go. Actually, with I'd like, like to will... interrupt. Oh, what a surprise!
3: <laughs> For no other reason than interrupt. Please continue.
4: <laughs> God, how can you be this close to Canada and that much of a jerk? You know. Oh well. Uh, uh, I am going to go to Magnolia Terrace. And I am going to snag some Cajun styled roasted oysters. It is uh, Disney Dining Plan snack eligible. Uh, also 750, and I'm going to go ahead and pair the uh, the Bayou cocktail with it <clears throat> uh, because all of the uh, all the beers. I mean, they, there's there's a few decent offerings, but I think the Bayou cocktail would pair very well with it just because it's going to be a roasted oyster. It's spiced coconut rum fruit punch. And, uh, wow, boy, they're springing for it. Minute Maid orange juice. Mm, Cool. Wow. Going all out. Thanks, Disney.
0: Got to love that Uh, Coca-Cola (laughs) product.
4: Yeah. Yeah, boy. You know, nothing, uh, nothing like hitting the back of a pop machine to get fresh Florida squeezed orange juice. That's fantastic. Uh, but that's going to come in at $11. So uh, about uh, about 20 bucks lighter for that little snack. And uh, I'm on my merry way.
0: And we're just, you know, I, w- I want to put my two cents in here. For anybody who does not know, if you're a big juice person and you ever get a chance to go to Publix or any of a local supermarket in Florida, Indian River juice is the best juice you will ever have. That's why we kind of make fun of the Minute Maid crap because it's like it's terrible. Indian River, like grapefruit juice, orange juice, the best juice you'll ever have. So,
4: oh, fantastic, absolutely. I, I've oh, yeah. I make to public for it specifically every time I'm there. You'll pay Two, me th- a premium, say, oh. but it's. Worth it. Go ahead. It's totally
2: worth it.
0: Yeah, you'll pay free. We just paid thirteen dollars for Arancini, so I think uh, for, uh, for for six bucks for the juice.
2: actually, actually, I didn't. I got it. I got it on. Oh yeah, TV.
0: I know you got it for free. I know, but still, everybody else is paying fifteen bucks for it. So. We
2: have Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse said, "Here's your cake. Eat it and get out." So,
4: you guys already had the Eric Mangini, so I skipped it. I went to uh, get something else. So,
2: all right. Anybody else want to comment? All right, uh, now what's Indian
3: move... River Juice? Like, I, I, it's the first I've heard of it, but I know there's a, a coupon that I just found.
2: Indian River County is a um, is one of the counties in uh, Florida. It's actually where uh, Disney's Bureau Beach is in, and they are known for their citrus and their citrus groves.
3: I can understand that so... it's Florida.
2: Yes. So, but Indian Indian River Citrus is supposed to be some of the best in the state of Florida. Some of the best citrus in the entire country. So hence, Indian River juice comes from Indian River oranges and other citrus products, and they are absolutely amazing.
4: I wonder, I wonder if they up. would be
0: interested in sponsoring the podcast because we really, we really like their stuff. And you, Dave, you just described their product eloquently. There's, oh, when we I ask have, if they want to sponsor us, ask if they'll ship.
2: Joe, have you ever been to Vero Beach yet, as a as a DVC holder?
3: No, I have not. No.
2: That that actually that actually surprises me. You and you and your wife really should uh, take some time and uh, go uh, book book a uh, book a room over there. I think that you guys would you know it's a very it's it's a very low key Disney type uh, vacation, very very different in terms of just. Uh, it's hard, it's hard to explain, you know, maybe we should do a Vero beach show one day, just uh, for anybody who's actually experienced it and everything. Uh, but it's definitely it's definitely a really beautiful resort. And I really think that you should uh, take some time and enjoy enjoy your time with your wife. Over there, I think the two of you would really enjoy it. Uh, they ha- The reason why I bring it up is because they have this
1: huge
2: mural inside of their uh, gift shop. And it's an homage to both Disney and Indian River uh, Citrus. And you have a whole bunch of Disney characters uh, picking oranges in this mural. And it's actually a thing that, it's actually known as a activity over at the resort is there's so many characters in here and some of them are so obscurely placed that people go in there as part of a scavenger hunt and they look for the they they have to find all of the uh, different uh, disney characters in this mural and some of them are kind of just they're tricky to find goofy for instance is kind of in profile and the way he kind of just comes out there's cast members that will say that they find him and then they lose him sometimes in in it, so it's definitely a place that everybody should check out. If if you do have time on a Disney vacation and you want a little beach Sun you know, um, uh, their uh, restaurant, I believe it's, I think it's called something like Wind Dancers or Wind Surfers. Uh, can one of you please do a quick internet search and tell me what it what it is? Because my phone is not letting me do it at the moment. But it, their restaurant is also really nice. So if you technically do it, you're not staying there and you just do a day at the beach and everything, that's a really nice place to go to go for dinner. And while they say it's in Vero Beach, it's actually, it's actually outside of Vero Beach. Um, it's near, it's near the town of Vero Beach, but it's in, it's, it's in another town. So, um, Actually, kind of less crowded than Vero Beach, so it's definitely a place that every Disney fan should visit at least once if you have an opportunity and extended time in Florida.
3: Wind and waves.
2: Wind and waves, okay, and it is—it's—it's another—it's one of those restaurants that I—I uh, I will put it, I'll uh, compare it to Olivia's Cafe, if, if any of you have ever been there at um, Old Key West. And that's another hidden gem of Disney World. Uh, Really good food. Definitely enjoy... Definitely take time if you can and visit Winding Waves. All right. So, with that said, let's move on to our drink round now. So, we'll go to round three, but gentlemen, go nuts. Anywhere, anything is... Anything is in order over here. Anything is in play. You can even go with flights if you choose alcohol. So have fun uh joseph let's start with you
0: all right so i will go with uh i'm gonna go over to the cider house and uh three daughters brewing they're based out of st pete on the west coast of florida central florida i'm gonna go with their uh pink lemonade hard cider i'm not a big hard cider fan but i love pink lemonade so uh um, would I like this as somebody who's more like not a big cider fan would this be something would I taste a lot of the pink lemonade flavor in this or is this just like a hint of something like what would I expect with something like this I know you're our our, our connoisseur of, of beverages on the show here
4: as far as the pink lemonade uh, depends I've had some pink lemonade ciders where it really shines through and it's a very pink lemonade Uh there are also some that i've seen that just have kind of a slight yeah. uh kind of slight notes of it it just depends uh which which brand was it again i'm sorry
0: a three daughters
4: <clears throat> three daughters i've never had so i'm sorry to say that i really don't have uh never had my lips on it so never had my I lips have... on the three daughters my apologies <laughs>
0: uh, as I th- am- I am yes, a fan so of their like adds. their blonde. Uh, I am a fan of their blonde beers. You know what I'm saying? Like their lighter stuff. So I figured if I like that, maybe I would like the the cider stuff. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I yeah, know. I mean,
4: as far as far as Three Daughters Brewing Company, I mean, the one thing they've never really done flavor bombs. So I mean, I would imagine if they're going to do it, it's going to be done with the same subtlety they've done everything else as far as like their fruited beers.
0: All
2: right. I am going to tell you as someone who has had this because I'm going to go out of order. And I was going to the cider house. And I was going to pull a chuck and get the uh, cider flight, which includes this. I will tell you, uh, uh, Joe, that I did really enjoy this one. And it was, it, it was a, um, I wouldn't call it a flavor bomb. But it was definitely, uh, I'm not going to say it was subtle either. You could definitely tell that they were trying to go with a pink lemonade over here. But it was it was refreshing. It wasn't it wasn't too sweet. It wasn't it wasn't too sour. It was uh, I guess I guess uh, I guess you can maybe uh, let's call it tart. You know, it's, it wasn't it wasn't like a sour beer. It had a little bit of of, of sweetness to it, but uh, let's just. Uh, you know, it, it wasn't as sweet as like a country time pink lemonade, but uh, you know, it definitely had a kick to it. And when I took a sip of it, it definitely brought a smile to my face. And then I was with some, I was with some good friends that I shared a sip with, and they all were very impressed with it. So I am going to continue with my flight and I will tell you that with that flight also comes the Bold Rock Watermelon Hard Cider another one I really enjoyed and but I'm not really going to talk much about it because I want to take some time and I want to um, totally cut down the third one Blake's Hard Cider Coach Triple Jam Hard Cider this one was absolutely disgusting I felt like I was drinking dime But since I get the, since I get the uh, pink lemonade and the and the watermelon in this one, I'll take one. I'll uh, I'll still get the flight, and I'll just like accidentally spill this last one. Are you guys still with me? I have that air. Yeah,
3: no, no, we're 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 still here. I'm I'm just go go to me next.
2: Okay. Chuck, where
3: are you going? I am going to go over to the taste of Marrakesh, and I am going to create my own Cider Flight, kind of. Um, Over at Marrakesh, they have the MIA Beer Company Pink Hibiscus Orange Wheat Ale. Uh, I will defer to Tim for comment in a moment. And they also have uh, a Mellock pineapple, and pear hard cider from Spain, both of which are new, and I've created my own flight for, uh, uh, $17. Hey, it's legal. Yeah, there's no rules. Alright, Tim, uh, please comment cool. on both of the drinks.
2: Before that, I wanna, who was the one that, like, like made a sandwich by, at like, one point, like, walking, go into different boots or something like that?
4: Pat. Okay
2: go
4: ahead said uh, as far as far as uh, as far as his beers uh, the the first one was the blood orange wheat
3: uh, no it was a pink hibiscus orange wheat
4: All right pink hibiscus orange wheat uh, I mean hibiscus hibiscus wheat has been it's definitely one of the it's been done quite a bit uh, there's a lot of places doing uh, hibiscus and uh, rose hips beers. So kind of a kind of a nice little trendsetter, but what I like is adding that uh, adding that citrus zest in there to kind of counterbalance the floral. Definitely, uh, it'd definitely be interesting. I haven't had it yet. Uh, what's uh, what was the other one? My apologies.
3: It's a uh, it's a hard cider from Mayloc over in uh, Spain. It's pineapple and pear. <laughs>
4: I've I've had a pineapple cider. I've had a pear cider. I've not had pineapple and pear.
3: They make so. the Ace uh, Ace Pineapple cider. That's really good. Um, now, oh,
4: that—that's the
2: company that does it. No, oh,
3: okay, Di- different. Uh, just one other question uh, about the beer specifically. If I'm sitting on the ground, does that make it a Lobiscus?
2: I knew this was coming. I was—I was wait. I was like, who's gonna like do a uh, a Jungle Cruise tribute over here?
3: Well, clearly Even- it was me.
2: You didn't disappoint, my friends.
4: And the no 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 no, 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 no. We need awkward silence because if he doesn't hear, if he hears something, then he won't learn anything.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, I gotta give this to him. If it is low, if if you are sitting on the ground, it is a
2: lobiscus. I will. I I do approve of this. Children. Whatever, uh, whatever you are in terms of uh, beer guy, wine guy, all that.
4: Alright, man. Like, <laughs> I am a sucker for a nice, refreshing drink, especially in Florida weather. And I am a sucker for anything blood orange. So, uh, this stood out to me right away. Wanted to head over. Don't care if there's booze in it or not. I want to try this.
1: Yeah, I
3: no, did I have that question, Tim. It sounded like that is a non-alcoholic drink.
4: It is. Okay.
3: I mean, there is nothing more refreshing sometimes than a non-alcoholic drink in uh, in Epcot heat.
2: And let me t- let me tell you something about that flavorful flavorful kitchen uh, uh, kiosk. It's I'm gonna say that's the sleeper hit of the entire festival and everything. You know, it's um, they have a really they have a really good strawberry mousse, and it comes. It, it, it comes with an Oreo compote, that, and they put uh, uh, gummy worms on it, coming out of the dirt. And, and uh, one of the Garden Graze items is uh, just a bunch of uh, grilled vegetables, and they put this—they put this sauce, in, this sauce that—it's uh, uh, you would you would think that it's one of those that's like, okay, mostly vegetables and everything. It, it's not, it's not your, uh, impossible. It's, it's not everything is, uh, vegan over there. Uh, but, um, it's definitely, it's definitely worth the, worth the visit for. And it's, it's one of the first ones you're going to encounter if you're coming, if you're coming up from future world and everything, especially if you're going in towards Canada on the, um, Future Future World West Side. You're gonna definitely. This is gonna be the first one you see. Definitely stop at the flavorable Kitchen. All of the items are quite flavorful.
4: It, it looks a good menu. I mean, and that's, and especially <clears throat> the way the vegetables are done down there. Uh, Disney Disney always has great vegetables, and they and they roast them on point. So yeah, I, I never pass anything like that up.
2: Yeah, I think I, I have to try that on the fresco. I honestly didn't even notice it on the menu until you said it. And then once I once you started talking about that, I'm like, yeah, that sounds delicious. So I have a reservation for Epcot on uh, Thursday because our friends from uh, Three Sheets of the, to the Mouse are going to be there. So um, I'm definitely going to be uh, taking uh, some time and stopping over at that
4: uh, kiosk. I, I will say one thing. I found the secret to being able to eat everything I want to <clears throat> in uh, in Epcot. I didn't drink inside Epcot, especially when it was like when I went uh, in February. I did not have one drop inside of Epcot, and I was I was able to eat everything on the menu in the Festival of the Arts. Nice. So, I've I've been. It could be just finally everything, like the the entire menu, I am not even kidding, everything looked phenomenal. So, I mean, it was just one of those crap. And I honestly, I I cut the beer out, and holy crap, I ate everything and had room for it. Uh, Because especially most of the time, I mean, I realized, I was like, oh, okay, I'm carrying along a 12-ounce or a 4-ounce beer every time I'm leaving one of these booths. I mean, well, yeah, no kidding. No no kidding, I'm not eating everything. So, well, there it is. Save your, save your drunkenness for, uh, you know, the boardwalk or the resorts or anywhere else. But uh, Epcot, you know, I know the whole, hey, drink around the world. I mean, but if there's a festival there, man, eat the food.
2: That's enough. I do, I do... Now, here's the question though, what about food and wine, considering that wine is celebrated on here? would you would you still would you go
4: with that uh, advice for food and wine too? Absolutely not, because food and wine you have to plan for. I mean, the the way it happened this time, we we had a full day scheduled for Epcot, and then we ended up in Epcot after every park reservation during that time. We only had a four day park ticket that time. Uh, f- but during food and wine, You have to schedule at least two to three days if you want to try everything because there's so much great wine that they bring and i mean you would be robbing yourself of some of the pairings they have i mean they're they have those they have a lot of those wines i mean they have uh sommeliers specifically picking those wines to pair with those dishes that those master chefs are making so you're really robbing yourself of the experience if you do that during food wine flower and garden festival of the arts i don't think it's i don't think it's as important but food and wine is—it's literally food and wine, so yeah. Excellence.
2: All right, gentlemen. So we're going to move on to round three and our last entree. So, Joseph, where are you going?
0: All right. Well, I thought we were done there. We were talking about drinks. So, uh, so my last one will be—I uh, find so I talked previously about trying new things, uh, but this one while looking through the menus and seeing what each uh, booth had. I found this very, very refreshing, and I'm going over to Festival Favorites. and I'm going to have the watermelon salad with pickled onions, feta, and, and a balsamic reduction. Um, it is gluten and wheat friendly, if that is uh, important to you. $4.25. It is DDP snack eligible. I am um, a huge watermelon guy. I love watermelon. Uh, I love onions. Uh, the combination between the onions, the balsamic, the fat, it was really good. I mean, it's... It was one of those things that i know my, my wife didn't want to try at all so i ate the whole thing i uh, didn't have to share it and um yeah i wanted to go back and get a second one that's how good it was so yeah very refreshing especially on a hot day um something a pairing that you wouldn't really have you know like everybody yeah. anybody could can, anybody can buy a watermelon in the grocery store but to have it with pickled onions and feta and a balsamic it's like hmm, it's kind of different so uh yeah that's kind of what i'm gonna finish out the night with is uh is a watermelon salad
2: uh, a little side note to this. When Boma finally reopens, Boma is also known for their watermelon salad. It's a watermelon rind salad, but it is just as refreshing. And I do agree with you with this one, Joe. This is a really great dish. One thing I don't get, though, is why they have... All- I guess I guess it was when they had the signs po- uh, printed up, but they talk about uh, Disney Dining Plan snack eligible, but there's still no Disney dining plan so I, I don't get why they uh, they're advertising all that. It just it, it just seems uh, like a moot point with that at the moment. So we should we should throw that out there. Yes, all the signs are have the little um, dining plan insignia next to it. but there's still no dining plan to be had in Walt Disney World. So go figure on that.
3: Comments? Uh, the dining plan
0: thing bothered me the entire time, but I didn't say anything. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 there just in case it comes back. They can announce they can announce it at any moment, so we're just, I just giving we're giving that information out to our listeners. So if they oh, that's, uh, that's are that's in Walt Disney World, I, so my, they know what's eligible.
2: That's why I figured we needed to throw that little caveat into there. Uh, so and yes, and plus this is being recorded in mid-April, and this festival goes until. Um, the fifth day of July. So, and then, and then two days later, Food and Wine starts this year. So, unlike unlike for the arts when we recorded it, then we had a problem. We had a problem with the audio. It took a while to fix it, and then it came out after after uh, Food and Garden, uh, Flower and Garden started. So, yeah, we've been a little slow on the upkeep because just because reasons and things. So, but. We're back on track now, and talking about getting back on track after this, Chuck, where are you going?
3: I am going to go over to the Festival Favorites booth, and I'm going to get the beef brisket burnt ends and smoked pork belly slider with garlic sauces, sausage, chorizo, cheddar fondue, and a house-made pickle. Um, Like everything else, it's Disney Dining Plan eligible. This isn't new, this isn't groundbreaking, but it is delicious. So, given the opportunity, I am absolutely going to get the beef brisket uh, burnt ends, and I am going to make a fantastic meal out of that. Um, I remember when it did not come with the pork belly slider. Um, That's when I actually was first introduced to it, so the pork belly slider is going to be new to me, but absolutely worth it
2: say that um, I did not try this one because I'm not really a big fan of pork belly, but uh, the individual who I was with uh, I forget who it was that, at this particular time, but somebody I was with did have this one um, one of my many John's Epcot, and this person does not eat pickles, and they gave me their pickle because I'm one of those you, you would think that uh, I'm one of these guys that can eat an entire jar of pickles for dinner and be happy about that, so... I will say that I wasn't expecting it, but I when I tried the house-made pickle, that that pickle had a bit of a, a spicy kick to it. I wasn't expecting it. It was a... Um, I'm not going to say it was a pleasant surprise. It was tasty and everything, but uh, I just... I was not expecting how spicy it would be. I don't know. And before we go to uh, before we go to uh, Tim, I'm actually going to go back off the rails, and I'm going to uh, go, and we'll finish off with Tim because Tim has some really good ideas too. So, uh, and he's been hitting it out of the park. So we're going to let me go to Magnolia Terrace, and we're going to try the crawfish étouffée, and it's served with an Andouille sausage and a dirty rice. I don't think I've ever had something like this in Epcot, so I am I am interested on how they would actually take a uh, Cajun dish and everything. You know, I have full faith in Disney uh, Disney chefs and everything, so I'm actually excited to try this one. I guess it's any but nobody has... No, not,
3: not excited for that. No,
2: why not?
3: It, it's not my cup of tea at all. Not not even kind of.
2: I feel like you should have said it's not your cup of gumbo.
3: I was going to say cup of fish, but that also wouldn't have been appropriate. <clears throat> okay,
1: Timmy, take your my- turn. There
4: you go. All right, well... I'm going over to taste in Marrakesh, and I am snagging the Moroccan seafood couscous with shrimp, mussels, olives, preserved lemons, and anchovy breadcrumbs. Uh, that to me just sounds fantastic. Uh, I've I just love a good fragrant uh, kind of northern African. Uh, any anything that's got any sort of uh, any any kind of a curry or a spice or anything, I absolutely love being able to get a hold of something like that. And quite honestly, uh, that was that was hard to that was hard to kind of choose because Sunshine Griddle has a corned beef brisket hash with house made potato barrels, onions, peppers, cheese curds, and a soft poached egg. Which, oh my God, I would have. I that was very 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 close. I
2: that was, my, that, was, that was my corned beef on St. Patrick's Day because I couldn't find a place with decent corned beef and cabbage. So I'm like, I'm having my corned beef somewhere and I couldn't find corned beef and cabbage anywhere. So I went to Epcot and I, I that was the closest thing I can get because it had corned beef in it and it was amazing.
4: No kidding. You went to Epcot? Oh, okay. And... Uh... <laughs> uh... <laughs> And I'm gonna wash all that down with a glass of sangria, and I'm gonna go ahead and I'll be done.
2: All right, excellent. Well, gentlemen, snack rolls are always fun, and even getting off the rails, and you know, it's, you know, it's it's show it shows just uh, how versatile we are. So, with that, uh, gentlemen, let's uh, go. There is no lady at the moment here. We Annie's not with us today, so. Uh, let's go around and tell everybody where we can be found on the various interwebs. I, for one, can be found on Instagram at figmentsreality and Twitter at figmentsreality. Chuck, where are you?
3: I can be found on the Twitter machine at Chuck in the chat.
0: Tim, where are you?
4: You can find me on Twitter at Plain underscore Tim. Joseph, where are you?
0: Twitter, Instagram, at Joe Qua. You can find me over at the resortloop.com TVC Roundtable and the Disney Dads Podcast.
2: And you can find the Mickey Dudes on social media. We have a uh, we have a Facebook fan page to search the Mickey Dudes for. And you can, fi- you can find us on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes and on Instagram at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Well, gentlemen, as I said, this was a most uh, enjoyable snack crawl glad we didn't have the um, money constraints to uh, bog us down you know sometimes it's just kind of fun to just you know life's a picnic go out and eat so with that have a magical day everybody
4: it's because you were destroyed people of the snack crawl I have returned we have conquered and we are victorious
2: and we must end like that